what's up? This is Randy with Randy. I'm Randy, and this is a podcast about, hey, voter fraud. Do we need a separate introduction for voter fraud? But it's tied into anything and everything having to do with COVID-19 or the coronavirus or how we save our fucking democracy with Lincoln Mitchell. And I'm not sure if that's a big D or a little D, D for democracy. Either way, it's the first letter of the fucking word. Lincoln can clarify that maybe later in a tweet. Little D, big D, little R, big R. Big letters, little letters, capital and lowercase. I learned that shit from Sesame Street, so I'm, I'm straight with that. I'm okay. Uh, what's not okay is what is happening to the post office and what is happening to uh, mail-in voting, absentee ballots, and the fucking voter fraud and voter suppression and voter intimidation and all of this other voteration happening and why we have to make sure that voting happens and that every vote gets counted and that you are registered to vote wherever you may be and that you help everyone else get registered to vote and that you help anyone that needs help voting vote. And without any further ado, because Lincoln, for the first time, Lincoln texted me, today would be a good day to rant. Shockingly, this is rant number two, (laughs) before lunch. So if you have anything to rant about, please feel free to hit me up on the Twitter or on the Instagram. Or you can reach me by phone if you're one of those people uh, that have the digits. Or... Uh, not fuck Facebook. I don't really stay on that. Everything gets pushed over there anyway, uh, thanks to Instagram. No longer Twitter because they cut that shit off. Uh, so hit me up if you want to rant. Hit me up if you have any thoughts, feelings, opinions uh, on the matter of uh, how we protect ourselves for the upcoming revolution and how we make sure that this motherfucker in the plantation White House does not manage to steal the election that he is already rigging full of voter fraud and voter suppression and how we save the UPS and all that jazz. So without any further ado, here is Lincoln. Lincoln lays it down. Lincoln lays the smacketh down. And you might want to uh, pop it. Day drinking is fine on a Friday. I think at this point, what are days and, and what is day versus night drinking? So you might want to crack open a bottle of something. Uh, you might, uh, water is also fine, too. Uh, whatever your beverage choice, grab one. And pop this in your ear holes and let Lincoln, Lincoln, let, Lincoln, let's loose. Let him have it, Linky. All right, so let's just for the record state that you actually, you texted me this morning, like today would be a good day to rant. Well, I really have a couple things on my mind. Go ahead, let him rip, because I have already dropped one about the maskless wonder in the park this morning. So by all means. Uh, um, what time are you in the park? 5.30. Oh, I was out there later than you. It was beautiful. Um, it was a great run. And then this woman chose the one bench right next to where I was working out when there were four other open benches right at the top of the hill that she could have sat on. She was wearing no mask. And when I asked her to move, she told me I was fucking crazy and that I was out of control. And she was the one not wearing the mask. And then she said she doesn't need it because she already had COVID. So just in a nutshell. All right. So, so on that nutshell, quickly before we start... I live next door to a guy who is one of the leading infectious disease specialists in the world, right? I mean, he is, he's not Anthony Fauci, but he's maybe half a cut down. And uh, he's had COVID and he got better. Whoa. Probably a guy in his early 60s. So yesterday I'm on my stoop with my mask, just hanging out, talking to a friend on the phone. And I see- And you wear your mask while you're outside on your stoop, which is set back from the sidewalk. Well, sometimes I bring it because I have visitors. Okay. 
who come to my who come to my sidewalk, I sit on my stoop. So when I'm talking to someone ten feet away, yeah, I wear a mask. Okay, which is and which you a, should go and ahead. If it's a crowded time of day, I have it in my pocket in case people. Anyway, so he walks by and he waves at me, and I wave at him. And he, who's had COVID, and he's going clearly looks like he's going to the subway. He looks like he's going to work. I mean, he's not wearing a suit, but he's dressed for the day, and he has a mask on, like the kind of this kind you get. Not the surgical kinds, but the kind of kind of disposable ones a lot of people wear. The blue ones with that I yeah. tried to run in that you feel like you're breathing in a right. plastic bag. He's got that on. And then it looked again, and I thought it was going because he doesn't ride a bike like I do, but I thought he was gonna ride his bike because he looked I looked at the top of his head and it looked like he had because I could see the top because I was higher up on the stoop. Look, he had a bike helmet on, but it was really a visor over the mask. Wow. Now they say the visors alone aren't great, but over the mask they are, they do say they're helpful. But I just want to say, this guy has had it and is one of the leading specialists in the world. So if he, I'm not going to say his name, but, okay. but if he is taking those kind of precautions, then you know what? If you've had it, you better wear a fucking mask. I mean, Even really. if you, right, you better wear a fucking mask. Even if you didn't, this is the same argument, Lincoln, and I'm not going to beat a dead, I, I, first of all, I don't want to beat a horse, but you need to wear a fucking mask for other people. This woman was, these people, these maskless fucking morons, don't give a fuck about anybody else. It's, it is 1,000% selfish and, and, and so stupid because- well, let's, Go ahead. I, I, I'm a, go from ahead. Not give a fuck about anybody else, selfish and stupid to politics, because it's natural. It's right. Natural right. Right now it is. Um, I just, I want a couple things. I think we need to we, we need to understand. We need to be clear about the language that we use. I mean, voter suppression is a technical term. Voter suppression is passing a law so that, uh, for example, you create barriers for African American people to vote. Right. Right. Um, and that's and that has cost that has had an impact on American politics over the last fifteen years or so. And it is but voter suppression is one of the tools that Donald Trump is using, right? Um, one tool. Another tool which we saw yesterday on display was uh, defunding the post office. I'm which the guy is now admitting it, like he's saying the quiet language. part out yeah, yeah. loud, like he's so yeah, he's, fucking he's dumb. He's always hiding in plain sight. That's always what he's doing. But we have to collectively, right? Um, seeding doubts about his defeat among his base, right? All of that collectively, what Donald Trump is doing is stealing the election. And we have in to real use time. That language. Go in ahead. real time. He is stealing the election now. And, you know, I, I'm going to get over my, my personal frustration at how many people I've talked to over the years who just refused to recognize how bad it was going to be, and now here we are. Do you think there is a recognition, a little late to the party, that, oh, this is a real problem? Is so it really an I told? Is it an I told you so moment yet? Or are you going to save that? Oh, it's a deep fucking I told you so moment. Okay. But I can't. I can't get dragged into that. We got bigger things to go on, like go ahead. Save democracy. So, good point. So, I just want to be, but, but 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 voters and citizens need to understand this is what is happening. Trump is trying to steal the election. Voter suppression suggests it's a tactic, like you know, uh, like like phone banking or something, right? It's not a tactic. Voter suppression is denying people their, 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 their rights. Collectively, along with other tactics, it amounts to stealing an election. And stealing an election is damaging for two big reasons. One, in this case, because the wrong person could end up as president. Right? Again. He could steal the election from Joe Biden. Again, we didn't steal from Biden last time, but he stole from Clinton. But you get the point. Right? Right. The Putin, the help he's going to get from Russia, is on its own horrific. It is part of an effort to steal the election. Right? But the second piece, and this is also important, the second major part, is that it destroys confidence in democracy, right? People don't believe the system can work because the system doesn't work. And when that happens, the, the potential for real problems 
but, even greater problems. But don't they see him breaking the system now? Like, I, I also listen. The, the the general from Louisiana, the guy who handled Katrina when it was a goddamn shit show, came up, and he's a you know a former military guy, and he is also literally talking about the real impact of this postal slowdown or screeching halt at, at, for the long term effect that is literally killing people that cannot yeah. get their medication through the people mail. Their medicine. Some people still get their social security checks in the mail. People still there is still some correspondence. This is also a time when people are should be ordering things. Um, yeah, by mail to not go out so that they can yeah. social distance and stay home for right. sure. But this is literally once again, and I again, uh, maybe it's not considered a crime against humanity. It is a, to me. It is you are literally continuing to be responsible for people's livelihood and them potentially dying from not being able to get yeah. their medicine yeah. or their money, which they could use to get their medicine. But. But how do you this, fucking stop it? What 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 is it? Every postal worker needs to like walk walk out. Like there needs to be a strike. We need to go to the post office and like guard the trucks. Like okay, what the fuck do we, do we need it? to do? We stop this with mass mobilizations. Donald Trump will leave office when twenty or thirty million Americans are on the street in November. Do we have to wait until November? Is that yeah. we wait until yeah. November? I mean, I don't know. Look what's happening in Belarus. I mean, I think you know. I mean, I mean. Yeah. But 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 there's another point here too. The potential for violence after the election is enormous. And we have to recognize that. Well, that's terrifying. We have to recognize that. And I'm not advocating violence. Quite the opposite. Well, the violence comes from the other side. The violence right. comes from his that's right. side. And, it will be, and, 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 and we've already had what we had in Portland was state violence, right? But it will be two things. It'll be these kind of DHS troops. And it also will be the people who you saw in Michigan a couple of months ago, people like that going to the state house and let's just talk through some of these scenarios okay go ahead one let's just pick a state wisconsin michigan pennsylvania florida close state okay so, so i want to just 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 raise a couple things there are many americans in various states who are used to voting by absentee ballot or mail-in ballot right they're like permanent absentee ballots in most states many states they are older voters so, for example, my mother in California is a kind of a permanent absentee voter. Phoenix just Phoenix did a whole, the mayor of Phoenix did a whole right. entire spiel on that. Those voters, historically, are a little more conservative. Not my mother, specifically, but they vote Republican, right? Mm -hmm. If you vote absentee and your vote gets counted, it can get counted beforehand in most states, but the number doesn't get released till election day. In other words, they're not going to say the day before the election that, you know, Trump is winning this to that based on election day ballot, based on, okay, you understand. Right. Now on election day, the, some ordinary people go and vote, right? They go to the polls, they vote and say, one of these states. Now, those people are more representative of the general sample, right? So that, so, so the early voting could have Trump winning, right? Okay. On election day, when they combine the early voting and the votes from that day, he has a narrow margin. And then in all of those states, the late voting, which are people absentee voting, mail voting for the first time, all that, those would be Democratic votes. So it is very possible that in a number of states he has a narrow lead on election day and loses when they count the votes because the votes are coming from different groups of voters. So let's just imagine that. So if you are in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, you pick a close state. Now let's say you are in, I don't know, Kenosha County, Wisconsin, and the votes are being counted. And you know that a lot of those, we all know that we're counting on Kenosha. I'm making the numbers up to go 55% for Biden you know, overall. So the late votes are coming in. And now, 50 guys with guns surround the county clerk's office in, in, in Kenosha, or Racine, or uh, 
you know, Kalamazoo, Michigan or something. To scare right? you from going in and voting? No, no, to intimidate the people who are voting, who are counting. Oh, counting, okay. Right? Also, they show up at polling places, right? How about this? There are a lot of, there's a talk now about drop boxes. You know what these are? Yeah. Okay, so you vote. Again, let's take a swing state. You live in, in this inner city neighborhood of Detroit, right? So it's a heavily Democratic neighborhood, right? So you get your ballot and you get a call from the Democratic, you're a Biden supporter, right? And you get a call from the Democratic Party and they say, listen, be sure to vote. And there's a drop box on the corner of, you know, X and Y Street. Put it in there. It doesn't cost anything. The votes will get countered. And it's all locked up. I saw they've been putting pictures of what they look like. Yeah. You say, great, right? I'm going to do it. But the thousand other people in your neighborhood are getting the same call, right? From the Democratic Party. And this is great. We're going to vote. We're going to get this asshole out of office. Fine, right? That's all. That's the We call that democracy, right? Right. Now you go there. Let's say for the sake of argument, like a lot of these voters, you're older. Right? And there's somebody there, a white guy with a gun, harassing you. A white guy with a gun and a uniform that you can't quite figure out harassing you. Let's say they push you, right? You, let's say, let's spell this out. A white guy with a gun, and stop me when this seems unimaginable. A white guy with a gun pushes an old African American person, that person falls over it. That's not unimaginable at all, right? Right. Let's say you do that in an African American neighborhood, right? Well, there's, it's certainly possible that there are people walking by who see that and say, hey, wait a minute, that's not good, right? Right. And then they say, hey, you can't do that to the person who hurt, who hurt the, the older person. Now you have a conflict, right? Now you have troops going in because Trump is saying there was a riot. Why is there a riot? Because somebody who shouldn't have been there assaulted a person who was trying to exercise their constitutional right. I'm not, I am not talking about far-fetched scenarios. Right. I'm talking about the kind of shit that happens in America every day, right? The problem okay. also is the old person might not even be able to get to the fucking corner to get that's, to the drop box. But, 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 but then their kid can do it for them. But, 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 but just that's one example, right? But now let's take another example. Let's say you go, and there's no problem. You go, you drop it in. And let's say that you say to your friends, hey, I did this. This is how you do it. And they're all, hey, that's great. So now you got thousands of people. It's all legal. It's what they're supposed to be doing. Right. They're going and they're voting. Okay, so now you've got, again, I'm making up the numbers, 10,000 ballots in that lockbox, whatever you want to call it, right? Right. And, and this is, uh, maybe it's 5,000. And, and Michigan is a close state. Don't right? tell me somebody drops a match in the ballot box and lights the shit on fire. I was saying someone blows it up, but you get the point. You were really going to say that? Yes. What's I, to stop that from happening? I was going to say somebody yeah, tried to, like, hard. tow it Ooh. and, yeah... But but something like that. So so. But but these are but these are vi- these are acts of violence. Acts of violence. They're also and, cri- It's a crime. It has to be a crime now, to destroy a, a ballot. Now let's say this, right? And, and I'm going to go to the most extreme. But one thing we've learned is and, and, okay. So now, Jesus. Biden wins. Trump denies it, and now millions of people are on the streets. And let's say that in one of these states, the National Guard or somebody mows down a hundred of them, just shoots and kills them. It happens all over the world. That's what they did in Beijing. That's what Lukashenko did last week in, uh, you know, in uh, Belarus. What's to, what happens then? This politics, I mean, I, I, I have, I'm somebody who spent my life studying politics, right? Right. And I know about rule of law. I know about laws. I know about public opinion. I know about institutions. At the end of the day, there are two forces. Chairman Mao said political power stems from the barrel of a gun. Now, Chairman Mao was no fucking human rights uh, leader. But he knew a little bit about political power, right? right? And secondly, just huge numbers of people. And 
And those two forces maybe and then once those from those two forces you sort out the niceties and you build a country. So what are you gonna but, do? You're gonna have people standing there guarding the good people standing there guarding the ballot boxes so that the bad people don't fuck with them? To have, you're gonna have to document the shit out of everything. You're gonna have to have lawyers everywhere and people who can be trained to be functionally lawyers. And then you're going to have to have mass mobilizations and you're going to have to have a real deep effort to keep it peaceful. What happens? I will open up a fucking lawn chair with an umbrella and a tent and a sleeping bag and I will sleep next to a motherfucking ballot box, well, drop box, that. if that's what it if that's what well, it takes. York, but it may come to that. But 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 now but now Well I'm not gonna be here for much longer, so I may just have right. to do that. Well, you'll be close to Pennsylvania, so. But now, what happens if there's a demonstration and half a million peaceful people peacefully marching in Philadelphia, Detroit, wherever, and provocateurs come, and they harass? Which they've done. Right. So, so, so the 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 role of political violence potentially over the next months should not be overlooked, and we have a president, so to speak, who is who will stop at nothing, who well, believes in this, who has, you know, take that son of a bitch off the field, punch him in the face, I'll pay for the legal bills, right? Right. We know where this physical coward, who's never so much as been in a bar fight, we know where he will go with this. And all of the kind of these morons, and, and um, so I was talking to a, a, a guy who was a judge uh, in California yesterday. You know Alex Jones? The, the nut job from uh, whatever that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That he told me that in Alex Jones's testimony, when it, during the divorce, when his ex-wife, when there was a custody issue, was saying how, Shocker. you know, because of all this stuff he says on radio, it's dangerous. And in his sworn testimony, he said, oh, it's performance art. It's not to be meant to be taken seriously, right? These people are just in it for the money. But they don't know what they're unleashing. Right, I, because they don't know who they're talking. It is. It, I agree with you a they, thousand percent. The Laura Ingrahams, the Tucker Carlson, the Sean Hannitys, they don't know what they're playing. Well, they just was- unleashed this QAnon fucking whack job, this Marjorie, yeah, yeah. whatever her fucking this, name this, is. This, with her anti-Semite fucking language, anti-Semitic fucking language. Her 9-11 trutherism? Like, I mean, but, come on. But, but, but here's the thing, and I say this as someone who is, who is not a, I mean, I've never shot a gun. I'm deeply committed to nonviolence. I've gone in one bar fight in my life. And it ended quickly because the guy threw a poo ball at me. And you know what I did? Duck. No, I caught it. Oh, nice. <laughs> you, do I, you carry a baseball glove with you everywhere? No, but I played a lot of baseball growing up. <laughs> and if you throw a ball at me, I can catch it. <laughs> you threw a ball at me, I'm left-handed, I reached on my right hand and caught it. It's amazing. And then I walked back and gave it to him and he was quivering. Nice. So that was the end of the bar fight. That was my finest moment. It was like, <laughs> it doesn't get any cool. I'll never be cooler than I was in that moment, right? That's but, badass. But I'm not a violent person, and I don't believe in violence. And, and I don't, and, and I know what happens to a country when it descends into violence. But everyone should understand whether you are, whether you are, I don't know how, I don't know how too many people in the MAGA crowd listen to this podcast. Well, we'll get it out. This a, one is important, so we not, we got to find a way to get it out. If you're a MAGA person and you're listening to this and saying, this guy's crazy, or if you're like a, a Biden person, you're thinking, well, I think he's half right, but he's a little out there. Or if you're thinking, oh my God, this is terrifying because he's right. Regardless of where you are in that spectrum, this is important. When the violence starts, it's very difficult to stop and you don't know where it goes. And Donald Trump isn't smart enough to understand that. Well, no, I don't think any, is anybody in that plantation White House smart enough at this point? Oh, I don't think, I don't, some are and some aren't. I think Bill Barr is, but he's not really the White, I mean, but, 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 but I don't. 
don't think that Sean Hannity is. I don't think that Tucker Carlson is. I don't think that these uh, these, these propagandist kind of entertainer types on, on Fox and elsewhere are. The people who, like like these morons like Ben Shapiro and oh. Charlie Kirk, right, who are just think like if I get a thousand retweets in the next hour, like I've made it. They, and I, this is not about politics, okay, because I think Charlie Kirk and I probably disagree on a lot of kind of political ideas, but this is about where this goes. When you unleash and provoke this violence, you know, the whole kind of... On top of a global pandemic, I mean, let's, let's, I mean, there is... And economic (laughs) scarcity. And the whole kind of rightist vision of, well, you know how they'll say, low, I'm just like, oh, I'm just, I'm being sarcastic, I'm joking, all of that. Their listeners don't care. Right. They're just looking for the fuse to be lit. When you unleash this violence, you cannot stop it. And it will be met with violence. Violence begets violence. If the state actually does some of the things I'm talking about, if they start blowing, if, if two polling, these lockboxes get blown up, there will be a violent reaction. If some older person of color in, in, in Arizona, which is a swing state, particularly for the Senate race, it's a big Senate race now right. for, the, for the real opportunity for Democrats there. In, 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 in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Florida, a swing state, goes to vote and is harassed and is verbally abused or physically abused, that is an act of violence. And it can be met with other acts of violence. And when that happens, you know, what we don't have is a president who will walk the streets and say we we shouldn't be violent. I mean, Dave Dinkins, who was, in my mind, one of the more underrated mayors in New York City history. But I was in New York City the day when there were widespread rebellions and violent ones in Los Angeles. And you don't happen in New York. Nothing. Nothing. Because we call that leadership. David Dinkins came to the streets and calmed everybody down and said, we don't do that this way here. Well, yeah. Donald Trump doesn't have that in him, right? The guy that gassed people. The guy that actually walked down right. the street after tear gassing Right, people. right. So for a photo op. So, and, and actually, I think he did the photo op so he could gas people. The gassing was the point. Right, right. The so, gassing was 100% the point. I agree I with you a thousand percent. About the photo. It was the gassing that he wanted. This, but, but you know, I mean... That's a terrible statement. The gassing the violence doesn't isn't only always going to be one way. It doesn't. Right now, you have these people saying, "Look what's happening in Portland." You know what's happening in Portland? Graffiti. Yeah. And some low-level like fire setting and this and that. But but and I'm not saying like like I, it's not in my nature, and I wouldn't advocate that necessarily. But it's not something you meet with the reaction that we got from the Trump White House. But. There will be real violence eventually, and I'm not calling for it, but it seems an inevitability if we keep ratcheting it up. And once you take that, that toothpaste is very, very tough to put back in the tube. I think it's, I, I mean, it's, it's, the, tube is, the tube is being squirted every day at these bullshit 5.30 yeah. or 7.30 uh, Trump death cult stump rallies that he has now because he can't campaign and what he said yesterday about the schools and opening the schools and, and the voting and oh the Democrats uh, they're going to close the schools but then what happens when the schools close you can't put polling places in the schools it, his convoluted bullshit about disrupting the, the voting process through the post office through schools closing and not being able to have and not being able then to open but remember for- remember if you take this um, I'm trying to find something on my desk. Somebody is somebody is planning that for him, and 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 if Stephen you take Miller this weird is weird mug. If you take this weird mug that one of my kids made a long time ago, right? Yeah. And drop it. Yeah. It's a lot easier to drop it than it is to put it back together after I drop it, right? Right. 
That's what this is about. It is much easier, much easier to destroy something than to build something. And that's true of functioning states and of democracies also. Trump, it is now more clear even than than when I started writing this, that for Donald Trump, the post-presidency means either time in jail or dying before the final verdict comes down, right? And that is true for a lot of these people. Miller, Barr, the judge, Kushner, Trump. You can, you know, and, and I'm not saying go after everybody. I'm saying the people who you have to go after, right? They know that. And every day they make that even more clear. So they will do anything. We should wrap this up. Yeah. The difference between <laughs> what makes Trump unusual here is that there's been no American president who has been willing to destroy the country to stay in power. This is a road that, I mean, I don't think we've really been down this road before as a country. We I have think, not. And it's, we it, have not. And the, and, and, and the goal, we, the people, have to have two goals, macro goals. The macro, macro goal is to, and I put the re, in parentheses, rebuild or build a democracy. But to do that, two things have to happen. Trump has to leave office. To do that, two things has to happen. So part 1A is win the fucking election. Right. Right? Part B is, and, and part 1A, let's be honest, right now in a free, fair, and democratic election, it's not even close. Right. Part 1B is make sure he leaves if he loses. Okay, because if he if he loses and doesn't leave, it doesn't help. And then part two is avoid widespread violence that tears the country apart, and that is a real possibility, and we must do everything we can to avoid it. All right, we're going to do everything. Listen, that's a hell of a lot to digest, and it's a hell of a lot to prepare. I think it's it's how to prepare. Is like just like you have a go bag. Like I have a go bag in case of an emergency. Like I try to prepare after a lot of things. Like you try to be prepared. You don't really theoretically know how to prepare for this because you don't know. You have an idea of what's coming. You've seen the tiki torch marches. You've seen the assholes with the guns outside the, you know, yeah, it's the government building. Country, it's not easy. But not, not everybody easy. has access. Not everybody is going to be able to prepare in the same way. We have gun laws. We have. Oh, and, uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, no, we have to keep this peaceful. That's how we have to prepare. But ha- right. we. We have to keep it peaceful because we're peaceful. But sometimes you need somebody's gonna have to step up and be be willing to. I mean, not to. I don't know. Meet violence with violence. The way, the what you do is you make it clear to those who will be acting potentially violently, particularly for state actors, like these boogaloo fucking. Like, what do you do with these boogaloo bozos that you know? What you do is you make it clear to state actors that they're on the wrong side of history. And that they, the people are... They, this is what happened in other countries. They and give once, a fuck? Once, they give yes. a fuck that they're on once, the... They do? Is, not, not Bill Barr and Donald Trump, but the rank-and-file soldiers and people like that. Once they realize that they're going to lose and there will be repercussions, they switch sides. And once they switch sides, the dynamic changes. And right now, the military is not backing Trump. That's a huge thing. We, 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 haven't, we take that for granted here. But unlike, say, say in Belarus, the military is not backing Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump true. lost his real power. On that day, when he when he when the military didn't do it, the military's not backing him. National guards, the governors aren't backing him. The security forces, if he can't control the security forces, this goes very differently. All right. I gotta go. I gotta go update my. I gotta go update my go back. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I don't know. I don't know what you carry, what you keep, what you use. But I think we have to figure that out. I think that's going to be another discussion. I'm going to go talk to my military peeps and see what I need to do in, in all seriousness, because yeah. you want to be prepared. You don't want to be caught off guard. You want to, you don't want to be 
fucking left standing there empty, literally empty-handed. God what forbid. Happens if, what happens if they turn off the internet? Yeah, how the fuck? I, the, you get in the street. You communicate no, the old-fashioned way. Yeah, 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 it's fuck. You know what? That's a really good point because that's the way... I know. I'm surprised that there hasn't been more, honestly, and then I'll let you go. I just, like... Any more of like this anonymous like taking over of shit, showing that the actual power that like, hey, in an instant we could shut this shit down, and this is what you could be facing. Like, I know they have Twitter ex- and would, all that, I would but I think they're talking about that in the White House. I would think that. Like for them to shut the shit off, for them to yep. pull the plug. Yep. Jesus Christ! All right. <laughs> all right. Good I'm gonna go get a radio phone or some fucking transistor battery operated something light. and a ring light. All right, Lincoln, right. shabacha bang. I'll talk to you later. All right, all right bye. Wow, that's a lot of shit. I wasn't prepared for all of that. I don't think I'm prepared for all of that. I think we have to figure out how to get prepared, I guess. Uh, Jesus. That's heavy. 10 a.m. on a Friday. All right. Listen. Stay focused. Keep your head on a swivel. Protect the vote. Protect the people voting. And then we're going to have to fight like fuck all for our democracy. Nobody's quitting. Nobody's giving up. Nobody's throwing in the fucking towel. No matter where you are, you can do something. Get on the phone banks. Start phone banking for people. Start. Start. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck to start. <laughs> I'm going to start doing some research. Man, oh man, a Shevitz. I don't know. All these bunkering motherfuckers might have the right idea all along. Maybe I'll go build a bunker. Fuck. But seriously. You cannot stand silently by. You, it, for whatever it's worth, you cause as much good goddamn trouble as you need to cause. You need, you need to support people. You need to drive people to the polls. You need to organize. You need to mobilize. I don't know. You, we got to find a way to make this happen. I didn't even get to ask him half the other questions I needed to ask him. He's probably got somewhere to go. He's probably got a stoop date with a neighbor. So I'll wrap it up um, because the phone be blowing up. And uh, I got to keep packing up. And then we're going to dance it up. So, yo, check on you people. Keep your eye on the prize. We got something like 81 days. 80 days. It's not a long time. Let's hope shit doesn't go bad. Let's hope shit goes good for once. We can start fixing all this fucked up shit. All right. Yo, go listen. Go follow Lincoln on the Twitter, at Lincoln Mitchell. Go follow him on Instagram, at Lincoln A. Mitchell. Uh, Go to his website, LincolnMitchell.com. Yo, spread this. Share this. Tell your friends to listen to this. Tell your family to listen to this. Uh, Go write a review. I don't know how much more we can amplify this. Uh, We can tweet it, post it on Facebook, roll your windows down, crank it out your car, out your Jeep, down the beach. If you're at the shore, play it some more. Uh, Man, that's heavy. I hope it doesn't come to that. I hope Lincoln doesn't get a big I told you so moment on this one, but I'm afraid. A little bit afraid. All right. Fear is a good motivator. Fear is a good motherfucking motivator. Use it or lose it. All right, until the next time, wear a mask, wash your hands, check on your people. Thanks for listening. Peace and hair grease.